a greyhound to the county line She's reading Marx and Lenin all the time She says, Jesus freak, you're such a fool I say, Satan loves you, thinks you're cool She's a socialist of the highest degree I'm a communist her mother hates me You're an anarchist You don't want anything from me I'm a Satanist At least that's what I think I might be yeah. what? I was just gonna say holy fuck we're back Yeah, that's Asher And that's Vix And, and this, this is Speak of, of the, the Devil, Devil. <laughs> Perfectly synchronized Because guess what? We're in the same room In the same house where we both live now, in sin, and mostly out of suitcases. Or, well, I live out of suitcases. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have a closet and a dresser. I have two dressers, actually. I have all kinds of organizational furniture. And you don't, because none of your shit has arrived yet. Yep, I. the movers should be here in a few days. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've been away, um, largely moving me out of Rhode Island and to California and dealing with the process of my horrible divorce um, and... Unexpected pet death. Yes, for you. I, I did lose my darling little familiar Wednesday, but her spirit is very much still with us. Yes. And I'm feeling a lot less sad now. Yep. And also there's a new cat in here, Ziggy, who has been shut out of this room for podcasting purposes because he's a fuck. He is a lot. That is a highly energetic. Highly affectionate. He likes to, like, try and climb onto your face. He, Oh my god, he's a face hugger. He, oh, you're right. That's literally what Ziggy is. Um, <laughs> and just love on you constantly. Mm -hmm. Um... The most aggressive affection in the world yep. in that cat. Unimaginably aggressively affectionate. Dogs have nothing on him because, you know, dogs can jump up, but dogs can't climb on as many things as cats can. And so... There's nowhere that's safe he can get at you no matter where you are. He's the fast zombie of love. <laughs> Honey, he hasn't been shut out of the fuck. <laughs> oh no, there he is. <laughs> I'm just going to do that right now. The fast zombie of love jumped up on the bed. Why did the audio just spike massively? No, it's because we were literally laughing really loud. I'm and also because he was on the keyboard. Okay, cool. Though I have to say that was really perfect that was timing. Hilarious timing. The cat has better comedic timing than either one of us, honestly. <laughs> he is a brilliant comedian and yeah. a little shit. So yes, anyway, um, a lot of crap has been happening in our lives. I've also been going to orientation for seminary and haven't actually started classes yet, but I've been dealing with everything that comes with leading up to being in grad school, which is nearly as much work as grad school itself. Yep. But we're back, and hopefully we can get now back stick to our... to our release schedule. <laughs> yes, after that awful hiatus. Um, so, what are we talking about today, babe? Well, babe, today <laughs> we're talking about satanic virtues. Uh -huh. And we're also going to be talking, I think, about this idea that you and I sort of cooked up about virtue versus morality. Yes. And um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what order we're doing that in. <laughs> well, I feel like we could do the idea of virtue versus morality and then go into what satanic virtues are. You know what? You're right. That's cool, because that defines everything a bit better at the outset. Exactly. I think that having a definition of terms is good. So we were trying to figure out... So there's the idea in our Satanism and a lot of Satanism of apotheosis, of, you know, intense focus on a kind of self-improvement. Mm -hmm. um, and I, being a giant communist... Um, also have a really intensely deep-seated sense of like collective values mm -hmm. um and we were kind of trying to work that out 
one evening and what we realized was that morality is the sort of system of mutual aid and social contract um, that allows for greater virtue and a more moral society is one that fosters greater virtue for all its members. And virtue we were sort of defining as... um... The qualities one admires in oneself yeah and um, one's own self-development towards apotheosis yes um and we kind of came to this through a series of conversations we've been having um i'm not completely devoid of collectivist ideals but i'm mm-hmm. a little bit more on the individualist anarchist side uh-huh. rather than the communist side which by the way is horrible because it doesn't really lead to any kind of workable political system <laughs> but it's uh Mm -hmm. so like in terms of what i think Mm -hmm. would actually work in a society i'm more of an anarcho-communist but Uh kind of in my heart i'm very much an individualist anarchist and again though that's sort of like the morality versus virtue yes um this idea that morality is the structures that um sort of uphold a certain social contract so that people can strive for virtue more freely. Yes. Um, and I mean, I'm, I joke that I'm an egoist communist because I'm like, well, you know, what's good for the many is probably good for me because I'm one of the many. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I really love the actually Marxian ideal of that society that is founded on freedom for the maximum number of members as opposed to a certain freedom for a very, very few. Mm -hmm. And for those who somehow are just tuning into this, knowing absolutely nothing about Satanism and what's happened with Satanism in the last, you know, hundred years or so. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, hi, first of all, you're welcome here. Sorry if we're a bit over your heads right now, but I feel like this discussion is very much in reaction to the more traditionally um, self-centered mm-hmm. Levian Satanism, which is sort of a libertarian... And that's libertarian in the... Libertarian I mean, right-wing, yeah. sort of Randian, objectivist... Shitheady. Shitheady, yeah. Very, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog world. Go out there and get what you can. Every man for himself. Let the weak die kind of vibe (laughs) yeah um which honestly i don't know to me that like that doesn't lead to a society where one can really readily achieve apotheosis because if you're all busy like you know fighting each other with sharpened sticks mm -hmm. and like you know trying to steal i don't know whatever, like, pile of mud you've managed to acquire (laughs) instead of cooperating like normal fucking human beings because we're social animals. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really hard to create great art in that environment. Yeah, and it is funny because I I do feel like LaVey and his ilk tend to forget that we're social animals. Yep. Or, well, I mean, the thing is, LaVey didn't forget that. I think that he, because he wanted Satanism to be for the few. Yeah. So really, Levan Satanism is designed to exploit the goodwill and the altruism of the rest of the world. Yep. And kind of much like objectivism, which is not really intended to be adopted yeah. by the masses. These are like, they're almost like... It's almost like corporate philosophy, you know, like this is stuff that you teach to people who are sitting in boardrooms so that they can backstab and get ahead more effectively. Exactly. They're supposed to be like the princes of the world and we're not into that. Yeah. Um, No, we're into liberation for all. Exactly. And Satanism, while not for an elite few, Satanism for those who need Satanism. Yes. But also liberation for all. Exactly. Liberation for all, Satanism for some. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're not we're not evangelical. <laughs> yeah. We have an idea of how we would like the world to work, that it would be great if uh, that could be widely adopted, but that doesn't 
involve Satanism for everybody. Yes. Um, <laughs> because, like, I mean, I think that that goes to this sort of point of the fact that Lucifer does not want to be God. He doesn't want to replicate the system of, like, the Christian God. No. He wants there to be, you know... Plurality. Exactly. And freedom. And instead of one God, all the fucking gods. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody's a fucking God. Your Aunt Maggie, God. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, is an idea that we really get from uh, what the serpent says in yeah. Eden is, you know, you taste the forbidden fruit and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And, yep. you know, certain Christians would say that that knowledge of good and evil, well, they would say that eating the apple transmitted original sin yeah. um, down to all of us, which also sort of implies that the knowledge of good and evil has been transmitted to, to all, all of us. us. So supposedly we all have godlike knowledge. Yeah. And my definition of what that godlike knowledge is, is it's your frigging conscience. Yep. And I think the reason why that is something that, you know, God Almighty uh-huh. didn't want us to have yes. is because he's the God who wants it to be do what I say and who will later be laying out commandments at great length. Yep. Um, really having a moral conscience might cause you to disagree with him. Well, exactly. <laughs> and uh, get your own ideas. Exactly. I mean, frankly considering how unjust some of what he orders people to do is, mm -hmm. like, if you have a sense of justice, if you have compassion and decency and, you know, frankly, humanity, um, which I think is such a lovely way of putting it, mm -hmm. um, well, then you may find yourself deeply in disagreement with God. And I mean, a lot of my sort of Satanist ethic comes from uh, Simone de Bou Beauvoir? Uh, I can't pronounce her fucking name. That's fine. Um, I can't either. Is uh, existentialism? Oh, God damn it. So, so uh, after that brief interruption by Instacart... Could we have remembered that it was coming? No. Why not? We both have too much ADHD, that's why. Exactly. Um, so... Yes. Well, what I was saying was... Um, my what were you saying? Yeah, I, what were you saying? Why are you poking me? Because it's funny. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that a lot of my Satanism is based on Simone de, de Goddammit Beauvoir. I don't... I uh, Existentialism and her idea of basically you have freedom and she actually has a wonderful critique of Nietzsche where like he's almost sort of um, fully aware or fully free or something or other, but he doesn't understand that you have to will the freedom of others mm -hmm. in order to be truly free. Yes. Um, because, like, huh, I think that one of the things that's weird is that people have this tendency to believe, like, there is a certain kind of person who believes that they are a member of a certain, like, special elite that deserves to rule. Mm -hmm. Or that deserves to take advantage of the, like, sheeple or whatever. And it's like, no, you're one of the fucking sheeple. What was that? And you're making the world worse by encouraging this fucking behavior. There was a great little comic that was, like, a bunch of people on a, a yeah. commuter train together. Yeah. And there's a thought bubble coming out of all of their heads that's like, look at these fucking sheeple just going through life like zombies. You know, like all of them are thinking the same thing about each other. Exactly. And, you know, imagining themselves to be the only thinking individual on the train. Exactly. And people will believe that of themselves. And that, to me, is kind of being like God. You believe you're the only one. Mm -hmm. You're the only mm -hmm. real entity. And you have a right to rule and be superior because you're, you know, smarter, faster. Weird, shitty solipsism. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so don't be like God, be like Satan. Yes. 
and be like, hey, all these other demons, also thinking entities. All these other angels that are going to rebel with me, thinking entities. Hey, these humans could be thinking entities if they just ate this fucking fruit. Let's give them the fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in fact, by giving humanity the fruit, goddammit cat, <laughs> <laughs> um, he is actually displaying the will of, the will um, to freedom for others. Yes. Um, and also the sort of understanding that that creates a freer world with greater ability to pursue one's own what mm-hmm. have you. Well, and sort of on a self-interested level, yeah. also, if you really want to upset the status quo... You can't do it alone. Yeah, and you're going to have a lot more luck with it the more people are, yeah, you know, doing that. Exactly. So, to me, giving the fruit to humanity was really kind of Satan's plan to upset the balance of power. It was, yeah... Like sending an organizer to organize another factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Yes. But, yeah. So, essentially, like, it helps to have more people on your side in terms of rebellion. Mm-hmm. And um, the powers that be are the few, not the fucking Satanists, in a weird way. <laughs> True. Well, I mean, if we were going to talk yeah. about... This is something I don't really like to say, but there are an awful lot of people in society um, who hold what I consider to be satanic values and satanic opinions and live satanically who would not call themselves satanists. Yes, and we love them dearly. We love them dearly, and I'm not saying, like, hey, you're a satanist, wake up, like, no. come to Lucifer. I'm just saying, you know. Well, And I say that in the spirit that a Christian would probably be like, well, this person I like and admire, they seem very Christ-like and very Christian. They're a Christian without knowing it. Yeah. Well, Which I think is also kind of obnoxious, well, but you get me, right? That one of the things, you know, we as Satanists value is also we do value people different from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, we value these non-Satanists, whatever their faith tradition or lack of faith tradition is, who share these sort of, you know, values uh-huh. of freedom and what have you. And then... There's also, yeah. though, an argument to be made, and actually LeBay made it, uh-huh. um, that society has been steadily becoming more satanic. Mm. And I'm sure a lot of Christians would make that argument, too, sort of the more evangelical types, yeah. um, because they see the world becoming more secular, which is not necessarily satanic in my book, but, you know. Um, yeah. Moving away from the authority of their god, at least, certainly. Yeah. They see more sexual freedom. They see, you know, gays and lesbians and trans people having some sort of rights, somewhat. Yep. Um, various social movements. Yep. I mean, and capitalism marching towards its inevitable demise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, I I actually feel like we're in an increasingly satanic moment in history and have been. Throughout the modern period. Yeah. Yeah. Increasingly. Yep. <sighs> so that I feel like that sort of covers um the idea of morality versus virtue. Yes. With morality being the thing that upholds the social contract so that you can develop yeah. virtue within yourself. Yes, because like it's hard to like make a Stradivarius alone and you need a Stradivarius to be I don't know, some famous violinist. I'm bad at naming famous violinists. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you can't have, um, you know, uh, you still have Klimt without someone producing paint. Yeah. Actually, this this kind of uh, is also very similar to Oscar Wilde's The Soul of Man Under Socialism. Yep. Where he (laughs) might have been the first to articulate a demand for fully automated luxury gay communism, um, art communism, really, most specifically. Yep. Um, he just, he wanted all the menial tasks of life automated so that everyone could just be fabulous. (laughs) And that is what I stand for. (laughs) Valid. Um, so virtue, what is virtue? Yes. Um, as we briefly defined it, it's... Well, it's the qualities one admires in oneself. Um, Mm -hmm. It's what one can be proud of. Um, I 
a shout out to Nietzsche, who was not that good at morality, but in some ways was very good at virtue. Yep. Um, he said, your virtue is your dearest self. Yep. When he was sort of trying to define what is yeah. what is virtuous, what is good in a person. Um, and that's really kind of where I stand, is virtue is, you, you have the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, and you're able to make these judgments about what you admire and what you dislike and what you want to be and what you don't want to be. Yeah. And your virtue is the project of mm -hmm. constructing yourself yep. to be as close to your ideal as possible, which actually a lot of people don't bother with that because it's hard and exhausting. Um, in my opinion, if you're a Satanist, you should be bothering with that. Yeah. Um, because we're into this apotheosis thing. So if you don't want to fuck around with any kind of self-improvement, that's valid. But this path might not be right for you. Yeah. Um, you know. Wow, I feel like I just sounded really condescending, and that was not my intention. No, well, I mean, I think, <laughs> you know, some people, you know, are... Well, I think some people also, in order to be able to manage self-improvement, need a really fundamental, like, you're fine as you are message in order not to be super... Yeah, or they need more of a structure yeah. of a more conventional religion like Christianity, yeah. for example, that will help them figure out what is good and yeah. what they should be like. Um because, yeah, no, in Satanism, you're kind of on your own there. Um, ish. Yes. I think what a lot of us look to for inspiration is the personality of Satan himself. Yeah. Which is not to say we're all trying to become little carbon copies of Lucifer, which mm -hmm. would horrify him, by the way. Yeah, no, he would be very <laughs> upset by that. And just imagining, like, Lucifer as you know like sort of one of those rock stars who suddenly everyone Is all great. their fans were dressed like them and like have the same hair yeah that's that's exactly what would drive him drive him absolutely mad yeah that would be failure to him um however there are certain diabolical virtues and values that we tend to naturally admire yeah that draws towards him because we see those in him yeah and want to see them in ourselves yep and um i just i did a blog today about satanic virtues yes um and i made a little list it's very much not exhaustive it's very much my opinion and based on the devil i know yep and it also mostly avoided talking about virtues such as for example compassion and humility that are sort of attributed broadly to figures like Christ and Buddha and every damn other that, popular religious yes. figure. Like, the ones that, you know, everyone agrees are kind of... Yeah, like, most people are like, yeah, you know. Compassion. Compassion's good. Um, and I also agree that compassion is good. What I was trying to do was look at what is satanic virtues like what is a little more particular to satanism yeah um and i did include a couple that the word itself might be a buzzword in other religions but i feel like it's defined very differently yes. um so on that note uh do 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 i guess we can kind of go down the list i don't want to just read everything i wrote mm -hmm. yeah. but um kind of throw the terms out and discuss yes. them before we do that i desperately need to use the restroom do it. And again, we are back. Cool. And we're about to get into discussing the beautiful, to some seeming oxymoron, of satanic virtues. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the last thing I want to say before going down this list uh -huh. is I chose words for a few that are a little bit sometimes used negatively or at least ambiguously yes. um, to sort of set them apart and um, emphasize their more diabolical flavor. And on that note, the first virtue I put was audacity, mm -hmm. which to me is like courage plus a certain insolence. Mm -hmm. So you can say someone is audacious if, um, you know, if they have physical courage, yep. you know, 
that's that's certainly audacious. But audacity is also kind of damn nerve. Yep. Um, it's you know making a fart noise at the Queen of England. Yes, it's audacious. That's very audacious. Um, <laughs> but you know, it doesn't necessarily mean being obnoxious. No. But you know, rebelling against God is audacious because you know he's supposed to be literally omnipotent. So on that level, lots of sort of physical danger. But not just that, also just, like, even thinking, like, what if we did that is, like... It's just not done. Exactly. Yeah, so audacity is sort of a courage that can kind of flout um, conventional social mores, sometimes conventional morals, um, structures of power. Yep. All of that, in addition to physical hazards. Yep. And that's something that I think Satan has in spades. Yep. Um, and the second one on my list was cunning. Yep. Similarly to audacity, which is a word for a certain type of courage, cunning is um, sort of like a lowbrow intelligence. Yeah. With sometimes a bit of a villainous or devious connotation. Yep. And I think that Lucifer has plenty of wisdom and sort of highbrow intellect as well, but those are things that are, again, valued in many religions yes and i think satanism is one of the few that really values cunning yep and being able to be to live by your wits maybe be a little bit of a wheeler dealer um sometimes yeah. have the capacity to deceive and to lie yeah when it is conducive to your ends which could yeah. be very altruistic ends yes well you know, you know it reminds me of what i was uh, something I said ages ago about people viewing guerrilla tactics as dishonorable. Exactly. And the thing is, the reason they're viewed as dishonorable is because it lets the weaker guy win sometimes. Yes, yes. So, yeah, cunning is very much like a way to get the upper hand when you've been dealt a really shitty... Hand. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you know, it's associated with con artists and yeah. thieves and hookers and uh, stage magicians and, yeah. you know, all these kind of, like, seedy people yep. who are really kind of Satan's people, which is not say yeah. not to say that they're all good people. No. But it's a, an attribute conducive to survival. And, yeah. you know, there's adaptability and resourcefulness and just, like, quick thinking and street smarts associated with it. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, I think that that's, yeah, I mean, there is a thing I've, a phrase I've seen used repeatedly to sort of disparage various characters in fiction, which is like, oh, they're not smart, but they have a certain sort of animal cunning. And I'm like, yeah, that disparaged form of intelligence is a form of intelligence worth valuing, especially if you're a marginal person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's, you know what else it is? Mm -hmm. It's like the working class guy fixing the gas meter so his family can have heat. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly that kind of ingenuity. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the next value I put was uh, passion. Yep. Because, well, in my blog post, I made reference specifically to Buddhism, but honestly, most kind of more mainstream religions are fairly geared towards seeking a kind of serenity and inner peace. Yep. Um, you know, Buddhism possibly the most so because it's sort of founded on this. Yeah. Life is suffering and attachment causes suffering. And in yes. a sense, pleasure is to be avoided as much as pain. Yep. Um, to me, the satanic attitude is the exact opposite, which is that pain is the wages of pleasure. Yep. And intense states of emotion are teachers and are to be appreciated and, when possible, enjoyed. Yeah. And, you know, when not learned from. Um, and that strong emotions are great motivators. Yeah. Um, I didn't mention this in the blog, but sources of great art. Yeah. Um, you know, are really givers of meaning 
in a yeah, lot of ways. Exactly. I mean, to seek utter tranquility, like, I don't know. It's just like, well, you might as well just sort of like wait to die in a morphine haze. Yeah. And, you know, admittedly, this critique of Buddhism is mostly grounded in my experience with Western practitioners who, you know, are mostly sort of these white people who may or may not know what they're actually talking about. And aren't rooted in community, which makes such a difference. That's true. Yep. Um, Yeah. But... Even, like, Christians seek tranquility. Yes. No, quite quite frequently. Um, It's a very popular aim, and it's a very understandable aim to... Um, and it's also, it's influenced by Stoicism as well. Yeah. a big part of how that comes into Christianity. Yep. Um, and Sto- Stoicism and Buddhism cross-pollinated, um, yep. actually, when Greeks were occupying parts of India. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, passion is good. Yep. And intense emotional states are good. And giving a shit is good. Yep. Um, and are a sign of actually living life. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that, well, one thing, you know, that sort of, I can't remember, I don't know where it's from, mm-hmm. but the phrase that's oft repeated in New Agey circles, in the world, not of the world. And we're deeply of the world, and we appreciate mm-hmm. being here, and we appreciate, like, consciousness and being alive and the fact that, we get to like experience joy and pain and mm-hmm. hunger and like you know yeah i mean one thing i mentioned in the blog and didn't actually enlarge upon very much because it would have been a tangent is mm-hmm. um i said something about grief means that we have loved and it does it does and as someone who's been going through a lot of grief i really have been thinking about that a lot is that the intensity with which you love is the intensity with which you will grieve. Yeah. And that's a painful truth, but that doesn't make loving not worthwhile. Yeah, no, love is worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, fucked up to say, but in some ways, like, even my shitty marriage was fucking worth Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I learned a lot. I grew a lot. Mm-hmm. And... You know, when we were first together, I loved him. And you took a risk and you gave a shit. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't work out, but it's still, it's admirable to do. Yep. And it's brave. Though I still recommend not getting married at 22. Well, yes. (laughs) (sighs) Anyhow, I think that might be enough for passion. Well, okay, I'll just remark before we move on from passion I think Satan's passion is a big part um, of why he appealed to the romantic poets so much. Um, Because there's that anti-authoritarian thing, which we'll be getting to eventually. Yep. But also, like, the big stormy emotional states, I think, are a huge part of the appeal there. you know, the Christian God, especially, like, in Augustinian theology, he's unchanging. He has no passions. Mm -hmm. Emotions are satanic. Yep. I mean, emotions are literally very demonized. Yep. And so, like... That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot to think about, but it's fucking true. Well, you know... (sighs) Ha! Moving on. Curiosity. Yep. Is a satanic virtue. Um, you know, we're... We want to know the reason for things. Um... I think most of us who've grown up and, you know, turned out to be Satanists were always asking why. Yep. We were hard to satisfy with answers. If something seemed pointless, we didn't want to do it. Yep. If someone told us to do something. We wanted a damn good reason. Exactly. Um, And we wanted to know how things worked. And we had questions about the universe, which uh, a lot of the answers about them are a little unsatisfying. Yep. Um, and we don't like being told that we can't know something. Yep. Uh, so, you know, of course, you eat the forbidden fruit. <laughs> yep. We um, eat the forbidden fruit. We read the books we're not supposed to read. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of my grandparents' value of, like, don't look away. Oh, interesting. There's nothing, like, they believe there's literally nothing you shouldn't look at. Including, most notably, corpses. 
Yeah. Of loved ones. Yeah. We take photos of our corpses. It's a family tradition. In fact, just as he would have wanted, a photo was taken of Vix's grandpa's corpse. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's related. Although I think curiosity is in a way like... Yeah. That sounds prurient when you use that word in that context, but it doesn't have to be. No, that's not what I meant. Just yeah. like a willingness to look at everything. a Sort of a refusal to sort of... Except that you shouldn't look. investigate. And in things. fact, yeah. you know, also a, ref- a refusal to believe that, like, you can't look at that with love or compassion. Mm-hmm. Like, you can look at indelicate things and still yeah. see, you know, you know, I mean, like, I immensely value the photos of my grandfather's corpse. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel very loving towards my grandfather. I feel I'm so glad to have that record of, you know, the body left behind mm-hmm. that, you know, once contained him. And it, I feel it brings a sort of tenderness out. And I really, to me, it helped me to grieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we live in a society that we think, you know, because death is unpleasant, we think, well, we can just avoid it by not looking at it. And if we don't mm-hmm. look at it, we won't feel sad. But until we actually feel sad, we can't. Yeah grieve properly you know what this is making me think of actually is um i'm currently reading cain by uh-huh. lord byron yeah which is this play kind of this metaphysical play that's entirely about cain being very dissatisfied with um the reasons he's been given for everything yeah and he's he doesn't understand why his parents were cast out of eden he doesn't understand what death is because remember no one's actually died yet. yet um he wants to know and yeah. his family is all saying, oh, no, Cain, don't ask these questions. Don't do that. Yep. Um, but, you know, then Lucifer rolls up and starts showing him the entire universe. He's, yep. you know, literally flying him around in outer space. And yeah. they're looking at planets and shit. Um, and at the point that I'm at, they've arrived in the sort of the realm mm-hmm. of the dead. And they're just beginning to get into that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, like, so... Just as the fruit of knowledge of good and evil has sort of intellectual and spiritual and carnal connotations to it. Yes. Satanic curiosity is spiritual, it's intellectual, and it's carnal. Yep. So there's, you know, other than like wanting to investigate the reasons for everything um, Mm -hmm. and the, the way that things work and what's behind everything. Yeah. There's also kind of that carnal adventurousness. Yep. That a lot of us tend to have. And just wanting to explore things. And sometimes that gets, well, often that gets into the realm of sexual taboo. You don't have to be fucking kinky to be a Satanist, but it tends to happen. Yep. Because people will be going, well, you know, why is this taboo? What's this like? What am I missing? I've been told I'm not supposed to do this. Yep. What is it? What does it feel like? Forbidden fruit. Yep. Um, and generally speaking, I think that kind of curiosity is a good thing. Yep. You know, consenting adults, etc. Yes, consenting adults. And I hate that we have to say it, but we fucking have to say it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll tell you something. I get a lot of pedophiles trying to talk to me because I'm a Satanist and thinking I'll be cool with them. And I'm fucking not. No. The end. Um, doot, doot, doot. Next virtue is rebellion. Um, pretty obvious one. Rejection of unjust authority. Rejection yep. of social mores and taboos that make no sense. Yep. Um, mostly self-explanatory. One thing I do want to say is a lot of people have critiqued Satanism by saying, oh, it's too negative, you're just against things, you're not for anything. Well, you know, hopefully if you've been listening, you have some idea of what we're for. Yep. But also, just, like, there's a time and place to be negative and to reject and to be apostate and to blaspheme and to really cast aside what is worthless and to defy what is wrong. And there's a spiritual value to the word no. Well, exactly. And, God, it reminds me of, I can't remember which member of the Frankfurt School who wrote um, an interesting response to Freud's society and its discontents, where Mm. Freud believed that repression was necessary to a functional society. And this guy was like, okay, to some extent, depending on your social form, that's true. But 
you also end up with residual repressions from like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, well, you know, back when we were, you know, uh, back when it was really dangerous to eat shellfish, we put this in Leviticus. Yep. Or when we were (laughs) an agrarian society and you needed to have a lot of kids, you know, doing straight stuff and making babies was, you know, actually kind of important to survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that we end up with these residual taboos, and so you need to constantly question them mm-hmm. so that you mm-hmm. can have as free a society as you can within the, like, limitations of reality. Yes. And so there is always room for no and, like, why. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And it also reminds me of, um, you know, certain ideas of permanent revolution. I'm not a Trotskyist, but the idea of always questioning every orthodoxy, every structure Mm -hmm. is important to me. Well, yes. And this is the principle of the adversary. There always has to be someone to be like, wait, why? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Indomitability. Yep. Which I don't know if that's actually uh, generally a word. I might have just made it up. But I'm it's the quality sure it of being indomitable. Um, impossible to dominate. Impossible to keep down. Just like Satan. Yep. You throw him out of heaven. He falls into the pit. He gets back up. Um, I included this quote from Compendium Maleficarum that I love. Because yep. it was trying to make me not like Satan, but it made me like Satan. Yep. Which a lot of Christian literature does. Even though his heart may be pierced and torn by his enemy's weapons, yet the devil leaves nothing unattempted and dares everything. Yep. So, yeah, Satan is the one who's just, he's going to keep going no matter what you throw at him. Yep. Um, He is tenacious. He will not stop. It really takes, um, and he won't, he won't submit. Yeah. And in some ways, I think that's one of the toughest ones to live up to. Yeah, Um, you know, it's hard to, like, refuse to back down, mm -hmm. which, Mm -hmm. again, that doesn't mean that you should, like, argue your point to the death. Yeah, it doesn't mean you never make a strategic retreat. Yeah, never make a strategic retreat or, like, change an opinion. Yeah, but that just, like, cannot keep me down, ultimately. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so inspiring. Um, Like that Chumbawamba song. You just ruined my religious experience. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they're all anarchists. <laughs> uh, pride. Yep. Um, thought to be the the true sin of Satan. Yep. Um, not a word most people like. Or a word that a lot of people don't like. Yep. And by the way, I'm sure that there are like some weird Christian hot takes on gay pride. Oh, God. And how pride is, like, the satanic sin. Yeah. And I want to go, like, look for those online and laugh at them. Yeah. But, no, um, when we talk about pride, we're not talking about having this, like, unrealistically glowing and flattering opinion of yourself and just thinking that your shit doesn't smell. Yeah. Um, pride is this kind of self-love that makes you want to sort of keep polishing your character and improving upon yourself so that you can admire yourself more and more yeah um and that to me is the satanic virtue of pride yeah well it's uh, like taking pride in one's appearance taking pride in one's appearance doesn't mean like not showering ever and like no it means it means the reverse exactly and by the way this idea of pride does extend to physical appearance we happen to think that vanity is just fine um yeah you know we all, our appearances change over our lifetimes. I got called out recently for saying that beauty fades with age. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, my advisor didn't like that. Yeah. And which it- is, is fine. You know, beautiful at, at any age is fine. But it's like... Well, appreciate... Appreciate what you have in every moment. Yeah, what you have speaking. when you have it. Like, appreciate the you know, short-lived bloom of youth, appreciate Mm -hmm. the, like, you know, appreciate your wrinkled old self Mm -hmm. when you're, like, really, really old, appreciate the short-lived, like, 
you know, cobwebby delicacy of ancientness. Yes. Um, absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, when you get down to it, pride, I've just, I've described it as kind of a gratitude to yourself. Yeah. Um, not appreciating your own gifts is, uh, tragic. Yeah. And, okay, well, I don't know how many of our listeners know a ton of artists. Uh-huh. But, you know, like, with people who are really brilliant, but they can never admit that anything they do is good, and it gets really annoying, and you almost want to shake them, because they're, yeah. like, so damned ungrateful for their amazing artistic gifts. Yes. It's like that. Yeah, no. Don't be that. Exactly. And it's not even false modesty, it's people being stuck in, like often, like, genuine, absolute self-loathing for no fucking reason. Yeah, no. Don't fucking hate yourself. Yeah. Like, Satanism is the belief that humans are fundamentally good and can get better, Mm -hmm. as opposed to fundamentally depraved and salvageable only through the grace of an all-powerful God. Mm -hmm. It's a profoundly optimistic and hopeful belief, actually. And... So, like, I was also thinking about how pride is thought of as the original sin of Satan, sort of the sin of all sins. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that in this sense, pride is the virtue of all virtues, the original virtue. Yeah. Because it's the one that leads you to want to build yourself into something you admire. Yes, and it's also the one that leads you to will freedom for others because you will freedom for yourself so that you can, you know... Mm-hmm. take the time to, you know, write the concerto. I don't know why I keep using classical musical references here. I don't listen to a lot of classical music, honestly. But I don't know. I guess when I think We're of... We're talking about virtue and apotheosis, and it seems kind of lofty. Lofty, and also like a big project that requires a lot of time. And therefore, and concertos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, to... I don't know. Build the hedge maze that is your goal. <laughs> build the hedge maze that you want to see in the world, yes. Exactly. Um, and so you need a society that allows you to build the hedge maze, and so you have to have a society that allows for the building of hedge mazes. Yeah. Not just for you, but for people in general. Yeah. And so pride leads to morality. Yes. Because... Pride leads you to want to be free, and if you want freedom, you're going to need a free society. Exactly. Because you're not one of an elite few, you're not the only one wanting freedom, and if you're just struggling with each other to be the one free guy forever, no one's going to be free. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next one I put was strength, Yep. which I felt both completely right and a little iffy putting on the list. Yeah. Because a lot of people who talk about strength as a virtue are, let's face it, Nazis. And they suck. And they suck. And they mean something completely different than what I mean. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking about strength as some kind of, like, innate, like, master race, the fucking yep. survival of the fittest bullshit. Yep. Nor how much you can just, like, actually bench press. No. Um, I'm talking about inner strength. I'm talking about... That resilience and that courage and that just sort of fundamental toughness yep. to be able to not just get through life and make something out of it, but also to be able to love others and yeah. care for others. Because, like, if you, well, again, if grief gets to you so much that you can't bear to love, you can't love. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, just hopefully we're all adults listening and I don't know if you all have noticed, but life is tough. And it, love is tough, and having relationships with people is tough. And if you're not strong and resilient, it will absolutely break you down, and uh, you'll get burnt out. You might withdraw from others. Yeah. It's a bad scene. Um, And, you know, I don't think that strength is, like, a quality that, like, I don't think it's a fixed quality within. I think it's something that... It's developed... And I also think that it's something one can find within. Yep. Um, You know, sometimes when you don't think you have anything left. um, You can, yeah. You can build it. You can discover more within you. Yep. Um, But it's really important and it's really to be respected and valued. Yep. Just having the strength to keep on going. Yeah. And 
keep on. Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of this may have been a tum a quote, but I remember it as a Tumblr post. Okay, good. Um, and it reminds uh, it was something about like a strength of men is defined as like how much they can like, well, give as in like you know how hard you can punch, how much you can fight mm -hmm. and the strength of women is defined as like how much you can bear and i don't know how this is relevant but no, it came up it, it's kind of both exactly because um, i'm not in the sense of how much you can give in terms of like punching yes but like how much you can give in terms of fighting for what's right and supporting yeah. those you care about yeah and then how much you can bear in terms of like how many times can you get up after a fall from heaven? You yeah. know, like. And that's a virtue because it's a useful quality to mm -hmm. have yourself. It's not one that we should generally judge others for failing to have because virtues yeah. are, satanic virtues especially, are very much about how you judge yourself, not mm -hmm. how we judge others. Mm -hmm. And so we don't judge others for weakness. No. And nor should we really judge ourselves for our weaknesses, but strength is like something we aspire to because, damn it, it does make life better to have it. Yep, yep. I mean, I would say it makes life possible to have it. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, chances are you have at least some strength exactly. to have gone this fucking far. Yep. Let's be real. Yep. So, you know, I, I didn't mean this to suddenly turn into like a you are strong validation of the listener but yeah you are you are you're you're, cool. you're fucking here you and yeah um you know so i think are there any other important ones i have like three more okay. that are all important here sorry <laughs> i'm going down the list good and this is why i'm trying to keep moving along yeah um so ambition yeah which is not you know necessarily material ambition although it could be Sometimes there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yep. Um, but it's it's really the ambition for apotheosis. Yeah. Is kind of what I'm talking about. The ambition to to be more, to achieve something, to give something to the yeah. world, to do something worthwhile. Whatever yeah. your ambition is. Yep. Um, you know, create the largest ball of twine in the world build a model of the Eiffel Tower out of toothpicks. But also at the same time, though, the yeah. more important ambition is the ambition to really be someone that you respect. Yes. So, you know, kind of connecting to the pride. Yep. Um, and you know what, if building the Eiffel Tower out of toothpicks really gives you that? Yeah, no, like, what do you value? Yeah. What are you after? What feels like a genuine accomplishment to you? Mm -hmm. Um. And I, I think that, I think it's um, fairly essential to Satanism to have some kind of ambition. Yeah, well, you have to want, some, again, this also comes back to passion. Yeah. You have to want something. Mm -hmm. You have to have something that drives you. Yeah, no, if you're just kind of like... I would like inner peace. Yeah, or you're just kind of <laughs> here. Yeah. Like, you're fine. I don't object to you, but you're not a Satanist. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then the freedom, yep, which we've we've really talked about freedom a lot, interwoven through all of these. Yes. Um, well, I think we've talked about freedom more in terms of morality. Yeah. Because there's freedom in terms of like freedom in the world, meaning like you know freedom to move around without like mm -hmm. having your papers checked every five minutes because mm -hmm. you live in a totalitarian hellhole yeah um freedom from hunger so that you can like you know think about writing that novel yeah. instead of oh boy what if i eat some bark <laughs> okay well you know what in, in freedom in terms of uh, virtue yes i guess i'll just read a little bit of what i wrote here yeah so what i said was Ultimately, what the Satanist desires is freedom. To be autonomous, to bow to none, to make one's own judgments, think one's own thoughts, and do one's own will. To be entirely free requires tremendous responsibility. You yep. want to ignore commandments and shirk conventions? That's all very well and good, but you would best consult your conscience carefully. You have no right to abuse others, and if you try, they have every right to retaliate. 
nobody is free from the consequences of their own actions. Um, So in some ways that does touch on the morality part of freedom as well. But I think it also touches on the virtue part of freedom. Yes. Because you have to be responsible. You have to really... um, Yeah. If you've decided that you don't need no gods or commandments, then you really be... You need to be... You need to be your own god. Yeah, you need to really be that for yourself and take that seriously. Yep. Yeah. Um, And then the last one I wrote about was justice. Mm -hmm. And this one is, you know, generally justice is discussed in relation to most gods and religions. Yep. But it's a bit different in a satanic lens. Yep. Um, Because I was thinking about the ways in which justice tends to be a bit more emphasized uh, by Satanists versus forgiveness and mercy. Yep. Which is not to say that we don't have a place for those things, but I think it's generally more important to the Satanists that things be made right. Yeah. Than that things be sort of smoothed over. Yep. Um, This is not to say that it's all an eye for an eye. No, certainly Um, not. But it, it also relates to that good old protest chant no justice no peace yeah you know um and i really think that's what satanic justice comes down to honestly yeah it's just like we aren't going to make nice until well we're not going to make nice until you've fixed things to the best of your ability exactly and you know forgiveness and mercy are for when people are willing to change yeah um and when yeah. they aren't, I do believe there's a place in Satanism for vengeance and retaliation. Yeah. Um, I also mentioned that it's not carceral justice. This is not state justice we're talking about. Certainly not, because that's never fucking just. Or... Exactly. No, we're, we're talking about justice as a virtue and as a an ideal, yeah. really. Yes. And, you know, I think that, you know... We don't forgive the guy as he's smacking us. We forgive him if he's genuinely, genuinely sorry and doesn't do it again. Yeah, I, I probably, I forgive that guy when I run into him a couple years later and he's been to anger management and it actually worked and he's genuinely apologetic. Yep. And I see evidence that he's actually turned his shit around. Yep. Like... Yeah. And by the way, that's very real talk. I haven't had exactly that situation, but I've had very similar situations. Yeah. And I've forgiven people. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've probably outed myself as a person in recovery on here before, but, yep. you know, I'm a recovering addict. I love a good redemption arc when someone actually fucking redeems themselves. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I think that too often, it's funny, like, people who deserve mercy, who either haven't done a whole hell of a lot wrong or who genuinely, you know, are, you know, not just repentant, but, you know, Mm -hmm. would do everything they could to make things right, um, are punished very harshly. But we live in a society where, like, you know, you're a, like, you know... Well, actually, literally, um, it's messed up because if you've been um, wrongfully convicted of a crime and imprisoned... Yeah. You can't get parole unless you admit to your crime that you didn't do. Yep. Um, And also just, you know, there's very, very little mercy being shown in this society to, for example, friggin' black children who are being shot by police and then portrayed as criminals for no fucking reason. Yep. Um, And yet we... There's also, like, this entitlement to forgiveness that Christianity has kind of bred. And one place I'll see that come up a lot is um, in relation to usually, like, white male sexual abusers. Yeah. Um, Doesn't he deserve... Doesn't he deserve a second chance? Doesn't he deserve to change? Doesn't he deserve forgiveness? Um, And... Before anything has been made right. Yeah, or before they have admitted to any wrongdoing yeah if they ever will yeah no and it's you know i am an anarchist i'm you know a prison abolitionist and i am a survivor of sexual violence and i do fundamentally believe that 
people are redeemable, mm -hmm. but they have to actually be redeemed. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. You've got to actually change. And you've got to be genuinely, you've got to fully understand the ramifications of what you have done to another person. You don't just get to say sorry mm -hmm. and be forgiven when you've done that kind of harm to another person. And mm -hmm. like, you know, even a sorry, if you don't actually fucking mean it, if you step on someone's foot is kind of shitty and empty. Mm hmm. Like, you should actually feel a little bit bad about that, even if it was an accident. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that, like, what they feel bad about is that they got caught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, like, so much of this boils down to, in the end, do the work. Yeah. Like, that's really very much the foundation of Go on. Sorry. satanic virtue. Yeah. And morality, in a way. But, yeah, yeah like, it's... <laughs> In contrast to the idea that, you know, any fucked up sinner can accept Christ and, you know, be yeah. redeemed through him. Um, yeah. You know, any fucked up sinner can yeah. become a better person if yeah. they work on their shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no... Yeah. There's no shortcut here. No, you to actually... redemption. And justice is something, frankly, in a very strange way, I think, internal in many ways. Because you can punish the ever-loving shit out of someone, mm -hmm. and it will be, you know, vengeful, and it will be in some way maybe a little bit emotionally satisfying. Mm -hmm. But justice isn't done unless the person deals with their shit. Yes, yes. Good, yeah. Um... Because, like, actually... This is something I didn't write about, but the principle of turning justice back on yourself yeah. and holding yourself accountable. Huge yeah. deal. Yeah. Huge deal. Yeah. And it... Well, it makes me think about something my... I think it was my brother and I were talking about, like, the desire to, like, see serial killers, like, killed, but also, like, you know, ideally tortured. Mm -hmm. And it's... In a way, it's this shitty, inadequate recompense for their failure to feel bad about what they've done. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think that's why people like the idea of hell. Yeah. Like, that's why Christians like the idea of hell is because, you know, oh, you'll feel bad then. Um, <laughs> about what you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it doesn't I, matter what you do to someone, though. They're either gonna yeah. have a conscience about it or they're not. Yeah, and the failure to do that is, yeah, that's that's where you go fucking wrong. And also, that's why my favorite curse for people who have done wrong mm -hmm. is essentially like your conscience catches up with you and you realize what you did. Yeah, because any other punishment is just inadequate. Mm -hmm. Well, that was my list, Yeah, and I'm sure that there's a lot more that we could add to it, but we're already at over an hour. Yep. Do you want to try and wind this thing up? Um, yeah. I mean, huh. the only one I think I'd kind of add is, um, I kind of add glamour. Doing things with a bit of style. Oh, yeah. I, I would turn that into pride. But. Sort of, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a bunch that I... Did, could have put on yeah. there, but didn't because they kind of tied in. And even some of the ones that I did put on there were, like, a little redundant yeah. with each other. Like, one that I was thinking about putting in was Deviance, but I decided that went with Rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Cool. I think that gives you an idea of the sort of, like, moral framework we work within um, and the system of things we, like, you know, hold value as you know values for ourselves yeah um and so uh do we have a backward satanic message yeah i was just thinking about that um sure i okay. do okay what do you got fair enough baby hey feel like it's not a proper satanic podcast till there's some backward michi in there oh god <laughs> <laughs> So hey, we'll we'll do an episode on him sometime. Like the dude was a dick, but he is very influential. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, mm. So, uh, this has been uh, Speak of the Devil, the official podcast of the First Church of the Morning Star. Find us at Speak of the Devil Podcast. Uh, we're on Podbean. Um, sp- <laughs> Speak of the Devil Podcast, or Speak of the Devil Satanic Podcast on Facebook. Um, or Speak of the Dev on Twitter. I haven't updated in forever, but hopefully now that I'm not like traveling back and forth across the country constantly, we can get back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and hail Satan. Hail Satan.